This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 268, submission number 1122. I'm, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm a big girl now. Hold up. Hold up, guys. Well, congratulations, Chico. I didn't know. Hold up, guys. Why are we doing an episode about Herbie Abrams clothing store? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's the show. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> True story. Herb Abrams had a clothing store called I'm a Big Girl Now. No, but Didn't the... we cover that in the live episode, Greg? I'm yeah, pretty we sure did. We... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. But this is not about that. This is not about that. <sighs> Get it together. You're a professional podcaster. God. A professional. I'm a Big Girl Now, aired on ABC from October 31st of 1980 to May 8th of 1981 for 19 episodes. When I was young, I played the games of childhood. As a childhood, I used to play. I'm a big girl now. But time slips by like a daydream I suddenly realize the years have flown and I have grown I'm out on my own The games I play today are not like childhood Like a childhood I'm not like her Well, it's 1980, and one of the most popular shows on ABC, if not the most popular show on ABC, would be the soap opera send-up Soap. Now, of course, we all know that Soap spun off Benson, which would go on to greater acclaim, let's say. Benson made Robert Guillaume's career, just saying. But the creative forces of Paul Jungerwit and Tony Thomas and Susan Harris were not quite there yet in 1980. But they did know talent when they saw it. And they saw talent in the young Corinne Tate Flotsky. Of course, She played by Diana Canova. So, they created this show, I'm a Big Girl Now, as a star vehicle for Diana Canova. And in I'm a Big Girl Now, Diana Cassidy, which is Diana Canova's character, just got divorced and is forced to move along with her daughter, Becky, 
back home to her dentist father. Hilarity ensues. By the way, did we mention that the dentist father is also going through a bit of a separation? Because that lends itself to the comedy. Yeah, his wife ran away with his dental partner. So we have a father and a daughter. They're both divorced. They're both going through familial growing pains. And it's just multiple generations of comedy. Oh, yeah. And her father, Dr. Benjamin Douglas, the cantankerous dentist, is played by the very first America's dad, Danny Thomas. React. What? Yeah, Danny Thomas somehow was not working at the time and decided, you know what I want to do? I want to star on a TV show with that lady from Soap. Well, who wouldn't want to work with Diana Canova in 1980? Uh, So, yeah, Diana Canova, after three seasons on Soap, playing Corinne, left Soap and... Whit Thomas Harris picked her up for this show. And just to make sure it had the capacity to attract eyeballs, they got Danny Thomas in as well. And really, they must have known about this for some time because Corinne was written off, I believe, when uh, Sal Viscuso's character, who she was married to, he basically became like a, a recluse religious figure, I believe. I, I, I think he was... Uh, he was some sort of religious figure, like a, a priest or something like that. And he just like ran off and left her behind. And oh, well, there you go. We just wrote off Salvis Guso and we wrote off Diana Canova in one fell swoop. Yep. Oh, by the way, I think I figured out how they managed to get Danny Thomas to be on this show. Is it Tony Thomas, Danny Thomas's kid? Yes, Chico. Tony Thomas is the son of Danny Thomas. Thank you, computer lady. You had Danny Thomas, Diana Canova, and just a whole lot of talent in front of and behind the scenes. In fact, we have the uh, supporting cast here. Uh, Rory King played young Becky Cassidy. I don't believe she was in anything else. I think this was her whole and soul credit, if I'm not mistaken. She doesn't have a Wikipedia entry, so... I'm looking on my phone on IMDb. By the way, a bit of behind the pale here. I'm doing this week's shows via phone because the power is out in my house. You're a trooper. We appreciate it. For the same reason that uh, people are not playing baseball in New York right now. Or Cleveland. Yep. I'm a big girl now is... Okay, I'm a big girl now is not Rory King's only credit. She was on episodes of Bosom Buddies, Future Entry Angie, It Is Enough, and Whatever Sex and the Married Woman Is. The hell is Sex and the Married Woman? I'm going to look that up right now. It's a, TV, it's a TV movie that stars Barry Newman, Joanna Pettit, and Keenan Wynn and Dick Godier. What? <laughs> Keenan Wynn! <laughs> Keenan Wynn! Oh, oh no, you know what that means! The legend of Keenan Wynn grows on this podcast. 
Oh, jeez. That, oh that, it was a thing on TV Hall of Famer, Keenan Wynn. Thank you very much. He invented the super train. That was what I was getting at. I give you super train. And he also made Fred McMurray's life hell in those absent-minded professor movies. Yep. Uh, sadly, she was no longer with us. She died in 2015 at the age of 44. Mm-hmm. Which is just really odd and really tragic. And playing the role of Edie McKendrick, Sheree North, who is just this bombshell from early Hollywood, and she ends up playing a pseudo-bombshell in her later years, known as Babs Kramer on Seinfeld. Is that a Kramer? That's Kramer's mom, isn't it? Yeah. Babs Kramer? Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. I think she's in the episode where we find out Kramer's actual first name. Mm -hmm. Because I think she's the one who boards out that his first name's Cosmo. Uh, That makes sense. She was also in A Christmas for Boomer. Aww. A Christmas for Boomer Assizen? No. Oh. A Christmas for Boomer the Dog? Yes. Oh, okay. We'll be talking about Boomer soon. Indeed we will be. And... Playing the role of Walter Douglas, who is Diana's brother and Ben's sort of crazy son, Michael Durrell. Michael Durrell most notably played Robert Maxwell in the original miniseries of V in 1983. But nowadays, he was in two episodes of Grace and Frankie. Bet you thought I was going to say it was always sunny in Philadelphia, aren't you? I was hoping you were going to go there, but... Yeah, I, I, you know what? I tried. I could not find a credit. You did a little swerve on us. I tried. Like I said, I tried, and I couldn't find a credit. This is as close to a running gag as I can find. Sorry. Well, Michael Durrell needs to get on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Thank you. And then you have Karen Hawks, who is played by Deborah Baltzell, who this was actually her last credited role because she died in 1981. Oh, my gosh. At 25 years old. Yeah. It's like before that, she was known as Heidi in The Devil and Max Devlin from 1981. I believe the only uh, surviving cast members on this show are Diana Canova, Michael Durrell, and the man I'm about to bring up, playing the role of Neil Stryker, a pre-SNL, pre-SCTV, Martin Short. Martin Short? What are you doing here? I'm possessed! There, I think we made all the jokes now. Nice reference to inner space. You don't get many references to inner space. 
No, you don't. Did you know Inner Space is by uh, Robert Picardo Wings? Why, no. No, I did not. <laughs> Those are all the people and all of the castmates and all of everything. And it should have been a hit. Like we said, massive talent in front of and behind the cameras. How could you doubt the power of Diana Canova and Martin Short and Danny Thomas? Diana herself made a plug for it on American Bandstand. How could you doubt all of that power? Apparently, if you're on ABC on Friday night in 1980 between Benson and a movie, very easily. Mike, I believe you have the episode guide. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. And I can tell you right now, the reason it failed, check the competition. We'll keep it at that. Mm-hmm. Because if, you know, if you know what aired on Friday nights at 8 o'clock in the early 80s, there's your answer. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So the pilot aired on October 31st of 1980, And simply put, the capsule I have for the pilot just says, comedy series about a newly divorced young mother who takes in her newly divorced father, Diana Canova and Danny Thomas star. So, I mean, basically, that's your pilot episode. You're sort of setting the scene for everything. And we should mention that there's a name in this pilot, and we've talked about this name in the past. We don't have a name for this character on the show. But once you hear the name, you may remember him from previous episodes. Terry Kaiser. He was Bernie from Weekend Bernie! at Bernie's. Bernie! Yes, he was Bernie. He, he was Bernie. Yes. He was also Count Spetzel in the sequel that should never have been made to the greatest movie of the 1980s. I speak, of course, of 1987's Mannequin. Oh, yeah. He was in Mannequin 2. Oh. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Ken Levine. That was not your best work, but. No, it was not. No. But... It's like uh, Ken Levine, William Ragsdale, Christy Swanson, Terry Kaiser, Meshack Taylor. I am so, so sorry. But good news. I do have. Hold on a second. If I can get real quick, got it a couple weeks ago because it's not streaming anywhere. I got Mannequin on Blu-ray. You just love wastelessly spending money. Hey. This is one of those moments where I have to ask, no, seriously, Greg, how much do you make a week? Too much. But I got to say, if you did not love Kim Cattrall and Mannequin, I'm sorry, you have no soul. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. You are absolutely correct. No lies detected. No. So now we're going to get into the first episode that's not the pilot. Daddy's Girl. Episode two is called Daddy's Girl. A comic tug of war becomes a tug at the heart when Diana's daughter, Becky, announces that she wants to move out and live with her father. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. With that out of the way, we're going to go to episode three, which is titled 
career versus kid. Frantically completing a report that means a lot to her career, Diana can't attend her daughter Becky's class project day at school. Oh. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately that happens. Unfortunately, it happens indeed. Well, especially being a single parent, yeah. She's being stretched sort of uh, every which way. I totally get that. By the way, unscheduled appearance by the kitty. Oh, yeah, she's a little whiner. (laughs) Episode four is titled Younger Than Springtime. Which is kind of ironic because this aired in the middle of fall, November 21st, 1980. The roles are reversed at Diana's house when she claims that her father is too old to be dating the young girl he's seeing and playing that young girl. Here's a name. Playing Tracy is Joanna Kearns. Oh. Yeah. Of course, when I say Joanna Kearns, growing pains, Maggie Seaver, exactly. That's right. She was Alan Thicke's wife. Yeah. On TV, Alan didn't mysteriously appear. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. She goes not here. <laughs> the the phone isn't ringing, so he's obviously occupied. I think he's okay. He might be occupied, so we gotta wait till Chico comes back. <laughs> Hey Chico, do you know who we discussed was a guest star on this show? Who was that be? Mike, go ahead. Joanna Kearns, Maggie Seaver. Yeah. Alan Thick's TV wife. Oh, I got I I'll do you one better. Hold on, I hear a phone call. Alan! Hey guys, it's been a long time since I've uh, seen you guys. Hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing. We're just talking about a TV show that your wife was on. Your My TV wife. wife, not 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 your TV wife. Not Gloria. We're talking about oh. Joanna. Oh, Joanna. Oh, yeah. My co-star. Yeah. What are you talking about? You ever heard of a show called I'm a Big Girl Now? Isn't that the clothing store that coked out wrestling promoter runs? Yeah, but that's another big girl now. Oh. We're talking about something else entirely. Oh, okay. I didn't know Alan knows anything about plus-size clothing stores. Well, there's a lot of things you don't know about me, Mike. Oh, I'm sure there are. <laughs> hey, guys, did you know that I'm friends with Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, because didn't he take care of your kid? Oh, yeah, he did. Hey, you know, I'm calling you guys from August 1988. I heard some breaking news involving Wayne. I don't know what it is, but hey, well, he's babysitting my kid right now, so. That's a nice little off-season gig he's got going on. Well, yes. Uh, Wait wait a minute. He got traded to the Kings? What, What is this? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Huh? What the hell is Peter Pockington thinking? Oh, my God. Well, at least he's still a Bork Messier. Yep, there's something to look forward to. Yeah, well, 
Well, he yeah. won't be traded like in another three years to New York. I can tell you that much. No, that's true. Okay, uh, well, it was great talking to you. Remember to keep your kid away from Paula Patton. Who's and, this? And also Bruce it'll McCall. Make sense in, it'll make sense in 30 years, sir. Okay. It's always good talking to Alan. Oh, by the way, Password's coming back. I think it's a revival of Password A. Oh, yeah, Password A. You know, I was on Password A. The Canadian version of Password. Nice. Very nice. I, I think you're one of the, uh, the, the the best celebrities on there. I think you gave away easily $20 on an episode. Yeah, it was terrible. I felt hey, so bad. Hey, 20 bucks, you laughed. That was like 500 Canadian, if I'm not Oh, mistaken. that was true. It was 500 that was Canadian. Still worthless. All right, we'll I'll see you guys. See you, Alan. Always good talking to you. All right. All right. Go Oilers. Anyway. <laughs> hey, guys, what just happened? Oh, you missed it. Oh, what just happened? Alan Thicke was visiting us. Oh, why do I always miss Alan? It's been a long time since he showed up, and I missed him. I oh. don't know. No. What are you going to do, huh? Now that that comic interlude is over. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Episode 5 is titled Singles Bar. Diana goes to a singles bar where she runs across an outrageous assortment of men who try all their best lines on her. Uh, Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. (laughs) Hey, we do have a name in this episode. Oh, yeah. We have two names. Talking about... Uh, the singles bar that uh, uh, Diana's going to? Yeah. Playing the bartender. James Cromwell. Yep. And playing the role of Jack. Philip Charles McKenzie from Such Fair as Open House and Brothers. And not the dad of Fiona Apple, as we mentioned last week. No. All right, episode six is called Walter Comes Home. Diana tries to reconcile with Walter and his wife. Playing the role of said wife, I think, is Joan Wells, who is in, let's see, the magical world of Disney, amazing stories, different strokes, but most recently in an episode of Punky Brewster as... Actually, two parts of a five-parter of Punky Brewster playing the role of Mrs. Buckworth. Oh, the five-parter of Punky Brewster. I remember that back in the day. The dang episode went on forever. Five Sundays. Yep. Which episode was that? It was Changes. Is that the episode where like, she goes to like an adoption house or something? I think I that's believe, what it was, yes. Yeah, I, I believe that's right. And I believe Tim Stack's involved in that. Ah, friend of the show, Tim Stack. Yes. I think he plays the person from the adoption agency in that five-porter. And we just talked about Tim Stack last week. Yeah, because he was a question mark after his name on the last episode of SNL in 1986. Damn you, Billy Morton, for setting it on fire. You burnt it all to the ground, you son of a...
All right, we're going to get to episode seven, which is the first Christmas. Guess when this aired? Right before Christmas. Go figure. Ben and Diana's first Christmas together without their mates is in danger of becoming a catastrophe. Oh, that's no way to celebrate the holidays. No, sir, it's not. But hey, we can celebrate the holidays with Richard Venture, who plays Kramer in this episode. Richard Venture, of course, known mostly for being a that guy from that thing, but he spent all of the 90s playing defense attorney Douglas Greer in Law and Order. All right. The next episode, episode eight, Fear and Loathing in Georgetown. Oh, yeah, because this show takes place in Washington, D.C. Ah, I get it now. An anonymous phone caller makes Edie so nervous she moves in with Diana. Really? That's that's creepy. Episode 9 is titled Best Friends. And I do not have a capsule for this, unfortunately. I got you. You got me again. Good. A friend's husband makes a pass at Diana. Woo! Yep, and we're, oh god, we have two future Hall of Famers on this episode. Oh yeah, two big names in uh, in TV parlance, if you will. Yes, uh, the friend, Judy, is played by Rebecca Balding. We talked about her previously on this podcast as one of the many faces on Making It. But she was in the poker game on Super Train. Well, and she also played Carol David on, watch this, the third and fourth seasons of Soap. And it looks like her character was killed off on the second episode of season four. So that would have been like right before she appeared on this series. Okay, so much like Diana Cadova, she was killed off to take part in this TV show. Well, Diana Canova's character was, like, written off screen, I think. Well, yeah, I said that uh, her and uh, Sal Vascuso's character, the, uh, I think he was a priest or uh, some religious figure, they divorced because he basically became a recluse going into, like, the mountains or a cave or something like that. So, yeah, there's no reason to have uh, either of those characters around. Nope. No reason whatsoever. The other name, though, and we've talked about him. And we're going to talk about him again. And he plays Steve. Steve's the man who was married to Judy who makes a pass at Diana. Okay. Steve was, yeah. Uh, Steve was married to Judy and tried to make the pass at Diana. And he was played by Joe Regalbudo. We talked about him previously on Ace Crawford Private Eye. But again, he'd be better known for being on Murphy Brown. Frank Fontana himself. Hey, Murphy. Blah, 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 Johnson Unu. Murphy. Blah, 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 Tipper Gore. Hey, Murph, you can't blah, 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 the Ayatollah. Blah, 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 Bishop Desmond Tutu. Blah, blah. Episode 10 is called Let's Give Ben a Hand. Ben fears his days as a dentist are over when Walter smashes Ben's hand during a tennis game. 
The news makes the doctor even more cantankerous than usual with so much extra leisure time. Oh, boy. Oh, and we got another name in this episode. And I know this is one of Greg's favorites. Playing Jerry in this episode? Barry Gordon. Oh, yes, Barry Gordon. Oh, and by the way, Chico. Mm -hmm. The original Ninja Turtles voice cast is going to be in that uh, Shredder's Revenge game, which includes Barry Gordon. Yeah, then Barry... He was the voice of Donatello in the original TMNT cartoon from 87. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, the entire original voice cast is coming back for that Shredder's Revenge game that's going to be on the Switch. So Nice. And also two more uh, obligatory references. He was on Super Train. That's right. Barry Gordon was on Super Train. Yes. And also the obvious other reference. He was on the last week of Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. That's right. He was. He was also this, in the movie Body Slam with Rowdy Roddy Piper. This was your obligatory match game. Hollywood Squares. Our callback. All right. Moving on to episode 11. It's him or me. Becky dislikes her mother's new boyfriend so much that she boycotts her own birthday party. That's harsh. And, oh, this person, we got a a big name here. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to talk about the voice of Donatello, Greg? Yeah. We have another voice of Donatello. Slightly more famous. Corey Feldman. That's right, because Corey Feldman did the voice of Donatello in the 1990 live-action movie. He also did the voice of Slash on the 2013 TMNT series. I didn't realize he was on the 2013 TMNT series. Hey, guys, did you know in the one of the latest TMNT cartoons, the voice of Shredder is voiced by an invisible man? That person does everything. I wish I could see him. That person could do anything except show himself for some reason. Yeah, I guess we'll never know who that guy is. I guess we won't. Moving on. No. Yeah, anywho, moving on to episode 12, Shrinking. Diana resigns her job rather than submit to the company's security test. Mm. Boy, she should have appeared on Maury like 30 years later. She's hiding something. Indeed she is. Yeah. We do have a name in this episode. Earl Bowen plays uh, the uh, shrink, and he was... Oh he was God. the shrink in Terminator and Terminator 2. But we've talked about him many times on this podcast. He was in Second Chance 1987 slash Boys Will Be Boys. I think he was in Voyagers, wasn't he? He was in Voyagers. He was also in things that we will not mention on this show. He played Jim Peterson on... Five episodes of Who's the Boss in its early years. And we know the answer to that is Mona. Moving on. The answer to that is always Mona. Is always Mona, exactly. Episode 13 is called He's Not Heavy, He's Neil's Brother. 
you see there's a little song called He's Not Heavy, He's My Brother. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, ha, ha, ha. What's the episode about? Neil's debonair brother dumps Diana, playing the role of said brother. Are you ready for this, boys? Jonathan Frakes. And if you don't know who Jonathan Frakes is, seriously. I was what? waiting for Greg's reaction. He didn't even react at all. It did. Oh, oh, I was muted. Uh, You're muted. Oh, sorry. The only thing more awkward than this meeting is trying to take your money when you don't have any. <laughs> Talk about Commander William Riker in the Star Trek universe. Come on. We apologize that Chico Zori was a little low there. Uh, if you heard the last episode, he mentioned that at the time we were recording this, he had a little power outage. He's transitioned back to his desktop computer, but starting now, he's back to normal. Isn't that right, Chico? Yeah, and it also bricked my cable box, which I'm going to have to deal with later. Oh, no. Gee whiz. Wow. Yeah. Yes, those types of storms suck. I'm sorry to hear that. Anywho, we're going to move forward with episode 14, which is called Ira Returns. Diana's caught in the middle when Ira, who ran off with her mother, returns and asks Diana's help in reestablishing his friendship and partnership with Ben. And there is a comedy legend playing Ira in this episode. Oh, yeah. This is a big name, folks. Sheldon Leonard. Big. Big name. And also has a relationship with Danny Thomas because he actually produced the Danny Thomas show slash Make Room for Daddy back in the 50s and 60s. But also, you may know the name kind of, sort of, because he's the genesis. He's the reason that Sheldon and Leonard have those names on Big Bang Theory. I kind of that's figured that would be the ultimate reason. Yeah, that's an homage to Sheldon Leonard. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't know you didn't know that. Okay. Well, I would figure that Chuck Lorre would make a reference to that with those names. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to move forward with episode 15. There's no business like Joe business. There's no business like Joe business. Never mind, I'm gonna stop singing. I don't have Chico's voice. That's like I am not I am not going to sing that joke because alas, I am too good a singer. Uh and actually going back to the previous episode, I mentioned it was supposed to air on the twentieth of February in nineteen eighty one. Mm-hmm. There must have been some sort of preemption because that uh episode with Sheldon Leonard, did air on February 27th of 1981. And actually, in my TV listings, it says just that. Previously scheduled for February 20th. I could take a look at that real quick. Uh, February 20th, 1981. Yeah, Actually had an episode of I'm a Big Girl Now scheduled, but it didn't give me a title of said episode, so... Yeah, uh, my listing showed the, uh, the Ira episode, but... Uh, it, it did uh, obviously air on the 27th, so something must have happened. Who knows? Maybe they put a rerun there. Maybe. It, it's anybody's guess at this point. 
Episode 15, There's No Business Like Joe Business. Diana attempts to uncover ripoffs in the auto repair business, but falls in love with the auto mechanics she is investigating. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's a big uh-oh. Yeah, especially when you consider who the auto mechanic is. Oh, yeah. Again, name coming up. Maybe not the biggest name, at least in 2022, but this was a big name back in the 80s. Adrian's Med. Talk about TJ Hooker. Talk about the last season of Dance Beaver. Talk about Grease. No, actually, we, we don't talk about Grease 2. No, no, no. What? It was horrible. It had Michelle Pfeiffer, though. Yeah, basically, he was just a kind of big celebrity back in the early to mid-80s. He was kind of sort of a big deal. He was, absolutely. All right, moving on to episode 16, which is called Cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna gonna do? do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. boys. Hey, hey, I have a question. In the lyrics, what is an Idra now? Uh, That is a question. Don't That's ask. a good question, now. I don't know. Okay, so, so, so some things uh, we just uh, can't Idrin, answer. Uh, okay, an idron is, according to Rastafari English, it means one's peers or spiritual brothers and sisters. So an inner circle saying, nobody not give you no breaks, nobody's going to give you a break. Police not give you no break. Police is not going to give you a break. Soldier man not give you no break. No army's gonna come and save you. Not even the Idrin no give you no break. Your brothers and sisters are not gonna come and save you. Man, you got into the long version there. Some of those lyrics are not in the cops theme, but... I actually have the long version of the cops theme on my iPhone. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. uh, (laughs) So this is called Cops. Diana is thrilled with her assignment to join an undercover policeman on a stakeout to penetrate an illegal drug manufacturing unit until she discovers that the officer hates reporters and was forced to take her along. Boy, this does sound like Cops the TV show. Yes, I don't want to say necessarily being forced to tag along with a cop, but yeah, it it seems like Cops. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, and speaking of cops, how nice is this? Playing that cop, Dolph Sweet, Chief Carl Kaniski on Gimme a Break. How lovely is that? He was playing a cop before he played a cop. Nobody else is impressed by that? Uh, uh, you know what? I see that. I see that. I, I just love that, that beautiful coincidence there. All right. Episode 17 is titled, With Becky, You Get Egg Roll. Becky's birth in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, no, 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 Jack, no. Jack, Jack, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Okay, we'll tread very lightly here. Becky's birth in a Chinese restaurant is recounted when Diana fills in her daughter and Neil on the hectic delivery. 
I think that's all we need to say about this. Uh, uh, we, we do have an appearance of somebody who we talked about on this show before. Playing the role of Willie Wong is Keone Young. And we talked about him last week. I not remember which episode we talked about him on, but I know we talked about him. I don't think we talked about him last week, Chico. I think it was mm-hmm. two weeks ago because he was on Stumptown. Yeah, that's it. We talked about him two weeks ago on Stumptown. Okay. Episode 18. Hangers No Starch. Please don't say that she was being conceived in a dry cleaner or something. Oh, no. no. Well, you know, the, the Chinese restaurant was a little much there. Let's see here. Dinah and Neil go undercover as the owners of a dry cleaning store to investigate a protection racket. Ooh. Hey, we got some names in this episode, though. Oh, yeah. We got all the names on this episode. First of all, playing the role of Rick. Just his name, Rick. Somebody we... Did we talk... Yep, we talked about this guy on... Oh, we definitely talked about him. Oh, yeah. Talked about this guy on Learning the Ropes. Lyle Alzado. Oh, yeah. Would he still be on the Broncos at this time? Probably. I think 81, he was with the Browns. Okay, so he's with Cleveland at this time. I think so, yes. Not 100% sure. How long was he with Cleveland? Because when does he go with the Raiders? I think he may have been here no more than two years. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. He, he was with the Browns from 1979 to 81. He went to the Raiders in 82. He was dipping his toe in the Los Angeles sunshine. Basically, at this point, you're right. And also in this episode, playing Fred, this is a name I know we've mentioned. I'm looking at his face. Yeah, it rings it, a bell. Uh, Carmen Caridi, we talked about him on our Abby's episode. That's what it was, because he died, like, literally days after the episode aired. That's what it was, yes. Yep, also played Frank D'Angelo in Future Entry, starting from scratch. With Bill Daly and Connie Stevens as husband and wife veterinarians. And now the last episode titled Smile, Everybody. However, Smile is an acronym here. S.M.I.L.E. So there's got to be some sort of hidden meaning to this. Diana comes to the rescue when her meek co-worker Karen joins a self-help group, becoming an outspoken loudmouth and loses her job. Uh-oh. 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 That's it, guys. 19 episodes. 19 episodes. So, again, talent in front of the camera, talent behind the camera. It seems like there was a whole lot of chemistry. The only thing I can think that happens is it gets a really bad schedule spot. Oh, look. It got a really bad schedule spot. Yeah, because like I said earlier... On Friday nights on CBS at 8 o'clock, some little show called The Dukes of Hazard. Pretty popular little show. So in addition to look at the competition, you got to look at the ratings. And I have a couple weeks of ratings here. I have after the first episode. So this was the Halloween episode. Out of 52 shows that week, 
It came in 38th. Oh, my. And really, there's not a lot of good shows that did uh, worse than this. I see WKRP in Cincinnati, Benson. That's a Tim Conway show, and that's a future entry. Uh, but yeah, that, those are like the only shows of note that did worse than I'm a big girl now. If we fast forward ahead to February, the first episode that aired in February, out of 64 shows, this finished 59th. Oh, wow. And would you believe the show that was 60th, one slot behind I'm a Big Girl Now, Hill Street Blues. Wow. Yeah, because that would be early Hill Street Blues. Yeah, that would be very early Hill Street Blues, and they didn't find their footing just yet. But yeah, there's like five things that did worse. Nero Wolf, Ladies Man, whatever that is, that not the uh, the not Tim the Meadows Alfred, character or the Alfred Bellina show. Yeah, yeah, but not that uh, one. NBC Investigation, and then I, something I actually remember seeing in an English class when I was in high school because my English teacher, for whatever reason, recorded this back in the day, a movie about the Kent state incident in 1970. That was 61st. Actually, there was a movie about Kent state in 81 and we saw it in my English class for whatever reason, but yeah, that's not good. If you're in the bottom, basically 10% of the ratings here. And, and again, you're going up against at that point, the Duke's a hazard. I know NBC, in the course of this season, had the following TV shows on at 8.30 opposite I'm a Big Girl Now. Friday Night at the Movies, Marie, which is a star vehicle for Marie Osmond, Sanford, which we talked about in the previous installment, the Brady Brides, which we're going to talk about in a future installment, and back to Sanford. So in other words, NBC, just like we've talked about in 79 and 80 in previous seasons, it had nothing going on at 8 o'clock on Friday nights. Nope. So you can't say that the competition on NBC was killing it. It was all Dukes of Hazard. But again, despite all of this, when you look at uh, Thomas and Witt, they went on to much bigger things about five years later with some sitcom about four retirees living in Miami, eating a lot of cheesecake. I think you know what show I'm talking about. I think I do know what show you're talking about. And, and they still had soap on the air at this point. This would be soap's final season. And, you know, talking about what we just talked about last episode, talking about cliffhangers, they left uh, that fourth and final season of soap on a major cliffhanger because originally the show was supposed to be uh, for five seasons. So we never know what happened to Catherine Hellman's character besides she ended up with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano a couple of years later. So she won? I don't know. 
Well, she did end up becoming the boss. She is the boss, after all. Oh, absolutely. However, Soap's success and Golden Girls' future success didn't translate into much success for I'm a Big Girl Now. And for that reason, I'm a Big Girl Now is just a thing on TV. Yeah, I mean, it's not streaming anywhere. There was no DVD release. Nobody's planning on the big budget reboot. And by and large, it is considered to be lost media. Even though a few clips will appear here and there on YouTube now and then. Hey, guys. I hate to do this. What? No. Chico knows what I'm going to say. What? It's time for eBay Praises Right. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Hit the music. Hit the music. I thought it was going to be something worse, but okay. <laughs> no. It's not something worse. It's just your average eBay price is right. And this time, we obviously don't have DVDs or recordings of the show. How about a script from the pilot episode? Okay. Cool. So let me describe this to you. It says uh, the series working title. A little bit different. The series working title was, But I'm a Big Girl Now. They got rid of the but. And if there's anything a big girl wants to get rid of, it's a butt. A butt. <laughs> Butts. And what would Herb Abrams have done if he had to call his store, but I'm a big girl now? Anywho. Choke, the jokes write themselves, ladies and gentlemen. Anyhow, moving on. This is an original TV script used during the making of the first episode of the 1980 to 81 TV series titled I'm a Big Girl Now. It is from the pilot episode, which is season one, episode one. This script has the original production cover with the working title of the TV series written on it, which was But I'm a Big Girl Now. The front cover and many pages inside have a large crease on the upper left corner. It is the complete script and it has all white pages throughout its inside. The pages inside are in good condition. It is complete and it is 50 pages long. Mm. And looking at it, the top cover of it is a little ragged. It's got, got some minor rips and tears. It's, by no means is it 100% mint, but given that it's like 40 years old, 42 years old, it's really not in bad shape. So I started with Chico last time. I'm going to start with Greg this time. Okay. And this is a buy it now, by the way. This buy is active, an active buy it now. Buy it now for a script. Okay. Yes. $110. $110, Chico. $45. Guys, if you'd like this script from the I'm a Big Girl Now pilot, you'll have to pony up $200. Yeah. $200. That's the buy it now price. Okay. Well, before we wrap this thing up, uh, how about a bit of a palate cleanser? I'm feeling a bit 
feel like a bit poetic. Oh? I feel a bit poetic. Play that music for me. Chico, you have 17 syllables in you? I got 17 syllables in me. It's time for It Was a Thing, Haiku Corner. Oh, such peaceful music. Peaceful. Peaceful. Here we go. Corinne Tate from Soap. Danny Williams is her dad. I'm a big girl now. Oh, that was lovely. That was lovely. And there are no references to Herb Abrams. Double points for you. And it's funny because I am a deep-voiced male saying, I'm a big girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I can't do it straight. I, real, I have to fight to say the name of this show with a straight face. I really... I can, I, hey, I'm man enough where I can do this very easily. But I'm a big girl now. Well, that was the pilot. We got rid of the big butt at the uh, before it went to series. I'm a big girl now. Yeah, you are. I'm one big mamma jamma. He's a bad mamma jamma. No. <laughs> okay. Well, time to wrap this bad boy up. Remember, you can listen to all of our episodes, all of our mini-sodes, all of our live watches and special event episodes at It Was A Thing on TV.com. We are also on all social media at It Was A Thing on TV instead of Facebook because Facebook bricked my cable box. So we have to add podcasts to make it It Was A Thing on TV podcast. And of course, don't forget, we are also on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. It's a dentist drill because Danny Thomas's character on I'm a Big Girl Now was a dentist. So you can stay up to date on all of our future entries, including next week, where we begin a special three-part event on It Was a Thing. You remember we had the Into the Sanford Verse episodes two years ago? Yes. Yeah, those were really great episodes. They were really great episodes. We have three more episodes in that same vein, only... We're not going into the Sanford verse. We are having our very own Shuckapalooza. Shuckapalooza! Yes! Yes. Hold on. Are we going to talk about how Admiral Kirk was charged with nine violations of Starfleet regulations? Starfleet regulations? That's outrageous! Oh, gosh, we're going to get so much mileage out of that clip next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about John Shuck as a machine. We're going to talk about John Shuck as another machine. And we're going to talk about John Shuck as his own wife. Wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> Greg has questions. We're going to answer them next week. This will all make sense. Hold on. Next. Sharon Glass is in this?
Yeah. Yeah, she is. Oh, my God. This will all make sense next week, right here on It Was A Thing On TV. For Greg, for Mike, I'm Chico. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. It's premiere time on ABC. And I've got my own show. I'm a big girl now. Friday, right after the season premiere of Benson. When Diana makes room for Daddy, she's in for trouble. He is married. Did I tell you that he's not? Diana Canova and Danny Thomas, I'm a big girl now. Tomorrow on ABC.